The Sunday Grill with Carney & Co. Property Sales and Letting. If you're thinking of selling or letting anywhere in Wexford this year, put it on show with Carney & Co. Well, the Kilkenny Sunflower Field is growing quite literally. It's located on a secret site somewhere in Kilkenny. Derek Devoy is on the phone to tell us about the Sunflower Field and the cause it aims to raise funds for two causes, in fact. And of course, Derek, we know you from Taxi Watch. I've talked to you many times. I think the last uh-huh. time I talked to you, there was talk of a Hollywood movie being made about you. <laughs> yeah, still going ahead, believe it or not. Oh like, my COVID gosh. Kind of, COVID kind of put a, a kibosh on that, but um, we're, we're getting there, we're getting there. Everything's put back, sure. We're looking, what can you do, only keep plowing on and see what happens. Brilliant. Well, listen, describe the sunflower field. What's it like when it's in um, full bloom? Field, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I got the idea last, last year I was in Wicklow, um, and I went down to fly my drone down in Wicklow and because I had a sunflower field down there they were raising money for uh, the Cancer Society and the Wicklow Hospice. So I went down and I, I flew my drone and absolutely gorgeous and there was photographers there and it was really, really good. It was really, really good. It was absolutely beautiful and there was families in the middle of all the sunflowers. So the whole idea basically is you grow a field of sunflowers, people come, uh, get all the photographs, it's completely free entry and every if they want to make a donation, they can. If they don't want to make a donation, they don't have to. And you can um, pick as many sunflowers as they want and take them home with them. Okay. And it's, that's it. It's, it's all for suicide prevention, for taxi watch, to talk to Tom. And is um, this the first year of it in Kilkenny? This is the first year in Kilkenny, yeah. Year in Kilkenny, so um, I'm, I'm sweating at the moment, hoping that they'll grow quicker. Okay. <laughs> and um, they've, they've literally doubled in size in the in the last uh, week. So, yeah, you've um, got some great, great pictures so. on your Facebook page if people want to check it out. It's called Kenny Sunflower Sealed. Uh, the Sunflower's journey kind of began back in April, didn't it? Uh, it did, yeah, it did. Yeah, we grew Nothing happened. They were just in the ground and, and I was uh, really sweating. Oh, panic stations. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, panic stations were kicking in but hopefully now, um, I'm like a, I know how farmers feel now praying for rain one day and some <laughs> the other. Um, but it's working and it's good and it, they're absolutely beautiful and they're up so... Uh, yeah, they're we, we look forward to. So I was hoping July and August, but I actually don't know when it's going to be open. To be honest, so just if anybody wants to keep an eye on the page, yeah, um, we'll and announce when it comes up. There. Um, tell me, is Kilkenny land good land for the yellow sunflower? Um, well, actually, where they are at the moment, they're grown in between maize and corn, so okay. it'll be it'll be really, really beautiful when you see it. Um, because there'll be three different colours in, in, in the same field, so it's uh, it's really good. And I just want to thank people who have helped us. Um, Philip Ireland Tires, they've, they've made a donation and um, Kilbroy, the question centre, they gave us the land in, in Callan, actually, it's got to be, so I kind of have to let them know the bag there, but okay. it's in Callan. <laughs> so, uh, well, you don't really want people going trotting on the field no. right now, do you? No, 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 we put up the, we put up the postcode online when we, uh, yeah. when we know where it is. Exactly. So, so we're a, a secret Callan location. A secret Callan location. <laughs> <laughs> so, I yeah, know, look, it's good. It's, it's, um, it's really nice and it'll be beautiful when they're up. Everybody loves sunflowers. So oh, totally. They're gorgeous. And they can, take, they can take them home with them as well. So we have, um, we're hoping that I have a thousand pots that we're going to plant sunflowers in as well. Um, so people will be able to take them and bring them home and um, plant them in their own garden. So right. And as you said, that. those funds will go to Taxi Watch and talk to Tom. And of course, we've talked to you many times before, Derek, because um, there's a, a short documentary on what you do at Taxi Watch based in County Kilkenny and Kilkenny City. And, you know, lots of different media about what you strive to do. But, you know, you started because of what you saw when you were driving with your taxi, didn't you? Yeah, look, it's, it's, um, we're an ideal, taxi drivers are an ideal uh, place. We're out late at night. There's, um, there's over 25,000 taxi drivers in Ireland. 
we've more cars on the road than the Gardaí have, and it's great to be able to help them as well and be be there for somebody. Um, you're driving past the locations where you see people that are, you know, you know straight away when you look at them that mm-hmm. they're they're in bother. Um, and it's good to stop and be able to talk to them and ask them how they're feeling and help them out. And that's what it's all about. People can log on to um, taxwatch.ie and have a look at our Taxwatch Facebook page. There, there's loads of. And has it moved on from Kilkenny? Has it gone further now? Um, we've we've literally. Basically, we've just become a charity, um, not Taxi Watch itself. Taxi Watch, I've given the initiative over to talk to Tom. Okay. They're based in Gorey. Um, mm-hmm. They're based in Gorey, and um, they're fantastic. They do absolutely fantastic work. So they've um, taken over Taxi Watch now, and we're hoping to roll it out across the whole country, and I'll do whatever I can to help them do that as well. So, Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant news. Yeah. And listen, when it comes to the sunflowers, what height do you want them to get? What would be perfection for you? Go, well, perfection would be kind of six foot because then they'd look better in photographs. Yeah. Um, and people can walk yeah, through those fields then, even though they could be taller than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they can walk through and we've made yeah. it the way we've uh, planted them. We've made a, a kind of a one-way system um, that people can go up one side, down the middle and back up the other side. So it's, it's, it'll be all uh, COVID-friendly as well. So it's it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Lovely. So I'm just praying to, I'm praying to grow now. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed for you because they, yeah, as well as being gorgeous, up. there's quite a lot of symbolism when it comes to the sunflower and being positive and looking course, towards yeah, the sun, yeah. isn't it? And brighter days. Of course, yeah. And they will lift everybody's spirits. I know that when you're in the middle of them, um, it's amazing. Like the one week last year was, was packed, absolutely packed and um, people loved it and everybody was smiling coming over and look, it was all for good cause as well. So it's, uh, that's the whole aim. I can't wait to see it and look your Facebook is great as well you've so many updates on there and you can really see the journey of the sunflowers since back in April if people want to check it out it's Kilkenny Sunflower Field as you were saying Derek it's free to go into it hopefully by next month they'll have grown enough but there'll be more details on that Facebook page and you're hoping to do it in July and August Um, free to go into but if you want to give a donation or to buy a sunflower um, the funds will go to Taxi Watch and to Talk to Tom which is based in Gorey in County West expert as well best of luck I'm sure I'll talk to you again soon Derek thank you so much take care okay I'm very excited on the Sunday Grill this Sunday morning to be doing a little bit of this the Sunday Grill movie munchies with Odeon Waterford action or comedy sci-fi or rom-com with a choice of eight screens there's a film with your name on it more at odeoncinemas.ie I haven't heard that in 15 months it feels right doesn't it it just it really does it's like makes something tingle in you like I just get excited what is it though (laughs) that is Brian Griffin I'm delighted to say that we're talking about movies and going to an actual cinema now it's one of the simple pressures I've really missed throughout the pandemic. The ability to sit on my own in a darkened room, kind of be glared at if I even attempt to look at my phone and just enjoy a great story. I've missed yeah. that so much and I know you've missed it too, oh, but you are making up for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bitch, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying my best. Like, yeah. I think we asked each other this a couple of months ago, but what is the last movie that you remember seeing in the cinema? You told me this. Can oh. you remember before the pandemic hit? Before the pandemic. Mine was definitely Parasite in and the- I did a bit of a double. I then went into another movie in the lighthouse and saw that movie um, called Greed. Do you remember that movie? Greed, yes, with yes, Steve Coogan with in Steve it. With Steve Coogan and, um, oh, lots of really famous Yeah, movies. I thought I actually liked that. I really liked it, I, yeah. I See, I can't remember. I remember it being something bad. Okay, Because I remember thinking what a waste it was <laughs> for that to be my last one. 
But I went. I did go in December when. Remember, it opened for like two yeah. weeks, mm. and I went like obviously three three times the day that it opened. So you made like. up for it. So yeah, I made up. To, like, that's when I saw like Wolf Walkers and ah, on okay. Wonder Woman all of them. So in, lovely in to December, see those so. on the big screen yeah. as well. And you have more than made up for it this week as well. You've seen Peter Rabbit too. Yeah. Cruella. Yeah. Quiet Place too. Yeah. And then the Hitman's. Oh no, you have seen the Hitman's Wife's yeah, Bodyguard. Have. You have. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Cruella to start with. I'm going to play um, a clip from it because. Like maybe it's because I'm not 10 But when I heard Cruella I just thought 101 Dalmatians I thought nah not for me Have a listen to this I think it is for me From the very beginning I realised I saw the world differently Than everyone else That didn't sit well with some people But I wasn't for everyone I guess they were always scared that I'd be a psycho. <laughs> but a new day brings new opportunities. And I was ready to make a statement. How does the saying go? I am woman. Hear me roar. getting started darling there she is the phenomenal Emma Stone as Cruella and I'm going to go see that yeah good do, do. yeah I, I really enjoyed it now there was a lot of people gave out about it online but um and what did they not like about it, it they were uh, they were saying like it's too kind of jokery where it's just kind of like this main person that's like probably shouldn't be hero ah is it because when you said Jokery, I straight away thought of the Joker or the Penguin or something yeah. like that. Is it that kind of backstory about a minor character that we've never yeah. really thought about, apart from the fact that she's the evil villain? Yeah, it's it's kind of, there's a trend lately of just giving the villains their own story. Yeah. Like, you know? It's, it's kind of interesting because, like, just another point of view, really, mm-hmm. like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a lot of things that didn't kind of correlate with the 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Cinematic universe in a way, like John. People weren't too happy about that. Okay. But. So it's a bit Margot Robbie and Suicide Squad kind of thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, like if it's if you take it on its own, mm. it's great. But like if you're trying to connect it up to 101 Dalmatians, there might be some. But I haven't seen 101 Dalmatians in God only knows. It's probably any some big big movie in like it? 2005 or something like that. It was probably the last time I saw it. Are there any Dalmatians in Cruella? There is. There's 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 three. Okay. Um, I don't want to give away any any plot details, but they're not the <laughs> nicest Dalmatians. Okay. And um, Peter Rabbit too. Good, yeah. bad, indifferent. Uh, like uh, James Corden movies aren't exactly the the highest <laughs> ranking on, on my list now, but like I, I don't have a big hatred towards them. Like Margot Robbie is in this as well, mm. and Donald Gleeson, who I love, and okay. Rose Byrne is in it as oh, well. Oh, so Rose Byrne is still in it. And Why? What's Margot Robbie doing? In she's it? one of the rabbits. She's like the ah okay flop, flopsy okay. Uh, yeah, I feel kind of bad that I know the names. No, you are, that, you are right with <laughs> and, the name. I think that's. Well, like I don't know. It's it's. I don't know. It's a money movie that made a lot of money. Yeah. They made a sequel out of it. Like you, you can tell that they didn't really have a sequel plan for it when they started. A Quiet Place Part Two. That is definitely a sequel that needed to be made. Oh no, you're kind of scowling at yeah, me. Yeah, like uh, so. I loved the first one. I thought the first one was great. Mm, great uh, idea. Really good premise. Yeah, but the the biggest problem I have with is the the end of this one. Is I don't like it. I don't want to ruin well, anything. You can't. You get us all um, in trouble. But like, it's just keep in mind it's it's part two, so it's Ugh. not. You know that. See, it's it. That's what annoys me. Yeah. Though. People like because I didn't think 
I didn't really feel like a lot happened in it. Do you know? Okay. Um, you wanted everything tied up. It was kind of just setting. It's setting it all up. Like, okay. You know? That really annoys um, me. Killian Murphy was great in it. I'm normally not his biggest fan, mm. but I think I thought he was great in it. Uh, but it was cool. But like, do you mean I, it was? I was happy when yeah. it was over. Like, it's going to become a franchise. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's working on its way to a part okay. three. Like. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the hitman's wife's bodyguard, which is such a weird title. I have 20 seconds of it here. You're going to tell us everything you know. <laughs> I'm not telling you a mother... You can electrocute him all day. It'll only make him angrier. I, on the other hand, will tell you everything. Really? There you go, that is Ryan Reynolds, who can do no wrong at the moment, and Samuel L. Jackson. What a good t- duo. This t- must really work. Does it though? No, <laughs> that would work for me. Uh, you see, it. it's one of those things that, like, you love, like, everyone loves Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd say he's, to me, Everyone loves even... Samuel L. Jackson. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cast as well, like Selma Hayek, no, like, everyone likes Selma Hayek. Everyone likes Morgan Freeman, who yeah. appears in it as well. But I don't think everyone will love the story. Like, it's, it's, it's just... You feel like it's another movie that the first one made a load of money. Oh, oh there was a first one? Yeah, The Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, this I did is a not know that. <laughs> so uh, it's one of those things that's like, again, I feel like they're just like, let's just make a second one. And it's you can t- you can tell it's kind of like, like Johnny and Mamma Mia, they were like drunk mm. all the time when they were doing That's why they, it looks so much fun because they were actually having a load of fun. Okay. It feels like there was just a bunch of like actors being like, oh, we get to go to Italy and for a paid. couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah let's do let's it. Let's do it. Uh, I don't know. I, I was kind of happy this one was over as well. Okay. Like, you know? Oh, disappointing. <laughs> now, let's talk about the movie you're really looking forward to. Mm. This was meant to be out in August 2020. And of course, we know what happened then. Um, it's out now. It's, uh, I can never say his name properly. Lynn manuel Miranda. Miranda. Thank you very much. It's in the Heights. Again, while I was recording the trailer for this, I just thought I need to see this. Mm. I've seen it on stage. I didn't think it would transfer as well. Onto the big screen. If the trailer is anything to go by, it is going to be a must must watch. Let's have a listen to it. I am Usnavi, and you probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame are greatly exaggerated, exacerbated by the fact that my syntax is highly complicated. Cause I immigrated from the single greatest little place in the Caribbean, Dominican Republic. I love it. Jesus, I'm jealous of it. And beyond that, ever since my folks passed on, I haven't gone back. God damn, I gotta get on now. Oh, the milk is gone bad. Hold up just a second. Why is everything in this fridge warm and tepid? I better step it up and fight the heat. Cause I'm not making any profit if the coffee isn't light and sweet. There you go, that is Anthony Ramos and he plays Usnavi, the main character in In the Heights. And just watch this trailer. It, You know, everyone talks about Hamilton, but In the Heights is... The first big musical from Lynn Manuel Miranda. Miranda, thank you. And it is, you know, it's gritty. You know, it's set in New York City. It looks so well. I can't wait to see it. See, you're saying you've seen the play. I've I haven't mm. seen the play, so I'm literally going in blind into just yeah, to the film. Oh, like, so it. I wonder if, we, like, if you will be up or, or lower based on your expectations yeah, for the we'll play. Have to like, wait and see. But, uh, Are musicals as movies something that you liked? Do oh, you yeah. like the Moulin Rouges and things of the world? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm all about that. I like them. High School Musical and all yeah, oh, right. everything. I never yeah. even thought of High School yeah, Musical. Yeah, all of these would be like my, my, my kind of things and like comedies and musicals. I grew up on Greece, so. Okay. Because um, you were born in the 60s, obviously. Yeah, yeah obviously, yeah. yeah. You, can, you can tell, like, you know. <laughs> you can. Um, can. But, yeah, no, I, I honestly, uh, it, just from the trailer alone, it looks just... It has a, an energy to oh, it, you know. It just energy. looks so exciting. Yeah. 
and a real New York energy at yeah. that, you know? Wow. Yeah, well, I don't really know. I, ha- I haven't been there yet oh, now. Just, but, yeah, uh, making me die to get back no, to the States as I well. I can't, because like, like we all saw Hamilton, because mm. we were all stuck at home, so we mm-hmm. saw it on Disney+. Plus, mm-hmm. And that was phenomenal, and that was literally just a recording of a stage show. So, I don't know, I can't wait to see a full-on, like, I don't know. I think I just need a bit, like, a whole explosion of, yeah, like, singing, dancing up walls, and you see in the trailer, and that. it's just craziness, like, yeah. you know, and I don't know, I'm all for that. Like, oh, me so. too, me too. Well, enjoy it. So, anything else in the plans for cinema that you're looking forward to? Uh, Fast and Furious 9 is out next nine? week. Yeah. Let's uh, hope there's not a quiet place 9 ever. Yeah, well, it'll be pretty quiet by then. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Listen, enjoy it. You're back in your happy place. I am. And I'm really happy to see you back in the studio talking about <laughs> movies as this well. This is my happy place. This, this is your happy place. And we can't forget that, of course, Brian, the last time we talked to him, you were determined to watch how many movies? Oh, a thousand in a year. And how did that go? I'm at 425 at the minute. So we're mid-June. You're I'm, on track. I'm a bit, no, I'm a bit behind now. Are you? Falling behind, yeah. Okay. The and sunny what? weather and the freedom yeah. really messed up my, my yeah. movie watching are you so. ticking off cinema going yeah, yeah, as they part of your yeah, yeah. thousand, a thousand okay. different movies alright well I'm going to come back to you on December 1st 2021 <laughs> and see what you're at then okay yes I'm but good. hopefully I'll see you before that when we get to see lots of great <laughs> movies over the summer yeah, thanks a million yeah. Brian The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103 you're listening to The Sunday Grill here on Beat 102-103 and Gory Little Theatre in County Wexford is just one of the many venues around the South East looking forward to reopening next month director Stephen Acton is on the phone to tell us their plans he is directing the play The Actor's Nightmare and it's quite apt Stephen, as it has been a bit of a nightmare for actors, hasn't it? And directors, of uh, course. Yeah, yeah. The actors and directors' nightmare. The theatre in general, I <laughs> yeah. suppose. Yeah. How are, have things been for you? I, you know, I know obviously Gory's Little Theatre well, and all the summer plays that you put on every year. Yeah. And I interviewed Connor Moore, the drummer, last year, and he was just so excited to get back on stage, and he got to do that. And then it all it just shut down. Yeah. Well, I suppose I've, I've been kept somewhat busy in other areas other than theatre, but mm. the theatre industry, as we all know by now, has been completely closed and we've been missing it so much. Um, when Connor got to perform there last year, they performed a series of music events during August, I think it was. Mm. Um, they were lucky enough to get them on the stage and we were due to open up in... September and we were to run for September and October but unfortunately the country was closed down and lockdown came in the day that we were to open up Oh so you didn't show. even get to perform one night? No, no, not one night the very first night of opening night lockdown came in and that was after two and a half months of rehearsal Oh that must have been so crushingly disappointing was it? It was and it, and it would just make I suppose it made us all extra weary to start opening up again and putting all that work back into it and going into rehearsals and scheduling. And, and it's not just the same as previous years where you rehearse the show. Mm. There's an awful lot more work goes into this because you have to abide by guidelines. You have to ensure that it's directed within an inch of its life so that it's socially distanced. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of stuff to take and into account. And optics are very important as well, I'd say, because people Absolutely. are on guard for that socially distanced, be it on stage or not. That's it. Yeah, we are. We are. We're. We're changed to a certain degree. Um, mm. We're conditioned a different way, and it's very important that we don't take the audience out of the new world that they're living in by watching the play either. Mm. Um, I'd like them to enjoy it, 
um, and not going like, oh God, what are they doing? I know. You know it's like funny that. you say yeah. that because you ever notice on the soaps they're so conscious of being socially distanced so there's no hugging yeah. or kissing happening, you know? There's no, and you see them entering a shop and taking yeah. the mask off then which is the reverse of what you should be doing but yeah. it's just giving that kind of symbolism there mm-hmm. that we're adhering and just reminding people that it's, it's ongoing and so the actor's complaint was the play that you were putting on last September that got shut down. Last oh. September and October, yeah, the actor's nightmare. The yeah. actor's nightmare. That is yeah. what you're putting on again this summer um, yes. from July 7th. Tell us a little bit about the play. Yeah, so we're putting on the actor's nightmare and there's also another one-woman show that's on just prior to it, but it's... It, it, the entire show gels together. It's a monologue, ten-minute monologue, and that's called Mrs. Sorkin, and okay. that's been performed by Wicklow actress called Marion Murphy. And then that runs into the actor's nightmare, which is about it's a comedy, it's a hilarious comedy. Um, it's quite absurd, and I've literally quite thrown the kitchen sink at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I, I've done. I'm reviving it from last year, so we've even gone further and added more to it now. Um, we're kind of going go big or go home that's the kind of attitude we have you know we're throwing everything at it it's about a man who's an accountant and he wakes up um, and he's in a nightmare mm-hmm. so he actually hasn't woken up but he's in a nightmare and it's set in the theatre in Gory itself and all of a sudden he's in a play and everybody else who's in the play are actors and know him but he knows nobody else so it kind of shifts from Samuel Beckett and then all of a sudden they're doing a Noel Coward play and then they're doing a different kind of play and then they're having to do Hamlet and these different characters keep appearing and it just goes from bad to worse for him um, it's hilarious really it, it is okay brilliant a bit of a farce it sounds like does it it is it's a mix of every genre I think it's by Christopher Durang who's an American playwright very well known in America and he's kind of incorporated every style of theatre into the entire thing Okay, and as usual, like in normal times, it's part of the summer series, so it starts on July the 7th on Wednesday, but it runs twice a week up until the 30th of July. So there's loads every Wednesday and Friday. Every Wednesday and Friday, and lots of stuff happening in the little theatre then as well. And of course, you know, it's a, what, 300-seater theatre? It's going to be very socialist. 350-seater, yeah, 350-seater now. At the moment, for those plays in July, we'll only be having 50 in at Okay. Moment. Good stuff. Yeah. And lots of other stuff going on as well. Connor Moore, who we were talking about, he's back on the twenty fifth of June. Back with yeah, he's clip. opening up next Friday, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. So there's lots and lots going on. At and then there's lots the of music then going to be running in August. I'm nearly sure. Brilliant. Yeah. So you're excited, yeah. are you? Yeah, it's great to be getting back in some form of capacity. And was it a bit weird coming back after doing all those rehearsals? Like, did you have the same actors that you had back in August when you were rehearsing for the um, actor's nightmare? Yeah, every single same actor, jumping at it. Okay. Um, they were so excited in the door straight away. And, you know, it was like a duck to water. We were straight back at it. A couple of rehearsals and the muscle memory started to click back in. Okay. Which was great because it gave way to be able to add more stuff to it and just bring it on to another few levels. Good stuff. And this is the first play that you've directed in how long, would you say, since the pandemic? Since the very first lockdown came in. So it's been a long time <laughs> for you. It has. Now I'm currently in rehearsals for a musical as well at the moment, which okay. has only got... It's, a, it's, an, it's, an, it's an unknown musical. Um, it's only four actors in it. And it's called Title of Show. And now 
that's been good to get back at that too because that's another area that I work a lot in in musical theatre so Okay. But you have to start back small, I think. It'll be a while before we have big musical productions back on the stage. Yeah, so you have to think about those four people Absolutely. rather than having big troops on, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, look, if you want to have a look at Gory Little Theatre's Facebook page, they're always posting on that with lots of information. But as we said, the Actors Nightmare is starting on July the 7th and it's a one-act play with a one-person play before that. Is it a monologue before that? That's it, a monologue before yeah. Okay, good stuff. Loads of stuff going on. By the same playwright. Excellent. So, July the 7th, Wednesdays and Fridays for the month of July. Stephen, enjoy it. I'm sure you're looking forward to it so much. I hope you get a great buzz from it. And thanks a million for talking to me this morning. It's it's just magical to be back in the rehearsal room. Oh, it's so lovely to hear that things are getting back to normal. Thanks a million and best of luck with it all. Thank you. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Well, Catherine Fulvio's Summer Stop Foodways campaign was launched this week and her summer cookery demonstration is available to view on Carlo and Kilkenny's County Council Facebook pages. Catherine joins me on the Sunday Grill this morning to tell me more. Hello, Catherine. Hello and happy Sunday. Happy Happy Father's Day. Happy (laughs) Father's Day. Are you very busy today because it's Father's Day? I'm sure I'll get the barbecue out and I'll do a little bit of alfresco dining and make it special. Have a bit of family over as well because I I just, I love that. I love us all sitting around together and what else would you do in the summer in Ireland than to get outdoors and make the most of it exactly. when it's beautiful regardless of the weather you know I just think outdoors in Ireland when it's lush and green and we've, um, you know it's just a beautiful time of the year to be enjoying outdoor food and, go- and you're in a gorgeous part of the world in County Wicklow as well so can't wait to get cold lovely tell us about your summer cookery demonstration and about stop food waste because I think when I think about food waste I think compost bin that would be okay but what what are we thinking about when it comes to food waste? Yes, I think it's really interesting. Um, I've been campaigning for, for a long time now, and I've always spoken before about like you know it's about seven hundred euro a year that we waste. And of course, now the price of food has gone up a bit. You know, it's more than that. You can be sure. People are always surprised at that. But I actually myself this time around learned a new fact, and I just think this is so interesting. Did you know that about a third? Of all food produced, either lost or wasted, and contribute to between 8 and 10% of global greenhouse gas emissions, mm-hmm. which is more than commercial aviation and maritime travel combined. Okay. Oh, I was blown away when I heard that. Okay. And I don't think, I was always aware, of course, of the greenhouse gas emissions and that. But when you see that it's more than aviation and maritime travel combined, you realise, my goodness, what are we doing to the environment? We need to get control of our food waste. Mm-hmm. And Quite often then we're thinking in our kitchen, so what can we do? Sure, we're on this. Sure, it's just our little household. But we're all part of this. And there's loads we can do. And when it comes to alfresco dining and your barbecues, I have a few really good tips. One is just cook as you need. So cook nice and fresh and don't cook too much. So for example, I do have a recipe if people want to go onto the Facebook page of Carlo um, and Getty um uh, Facebook pages they'll see the cook along just say you went to your local butcher to buy your burgers and there was eight in a pack and the six you have in them invariably the Irish mentality and I know myself has been I cook on eight sure what else would I do somebody will eat them but who is that somebody that's going to eat them they end up in the fridge and nobody likes burgers the next day that have already been cooked mm-hmm. so the message is freeze the other two or reshape them into meatballs and have them another time with a different dinner 
no problem because barbecues are something that you just enjoy all afternoon or all evening. There's never a rush on food. Cool order, nice and fresh, and people coming over to celebrate with you will actually really appreciate lovely fresh food. Yeah, true. And, you know, I I think what people will take away from it, um, apart from, you know, the greenhouse gases, which are so important, but that's 700 euro that you could waste from buying. And I think we are people who buy in bulk and perhaps don't freeze things. I'm, I'm a terror for the eggs going off and stuff like that. So it is about saving money as well as thinking environmentally. Absolutely. And it's a supermarket job. You know, you walk in and you only want one red pepper, but there's a bag of three peppers mm-hmm. with a green and an orange one in it. And let's not talk about the plastic, more. of course. Yeah. And rather than buying one pepper sitting on its own, not in the bag, you've bought now three peppers. You only need one anyway. And the other two are going to end up in the bin. It's cost you money. And you have plastics to dispose of. There are, you can, of course, use them for other things. And oh, um, Actually, can I just say, stopfoodwaste.ie, their website, they have on their website a section called A to Z of Foods. I find it superb, even for myself. Mm. You can just go and search on the peppers and there's loads of ideas on how to store peppers, okay. how to freeze them, what you can do with them. So um, you can work your way through whatever ingredients you have in your fridge and you'll get inspiration on the Stop Food Waste website. Just wanted to say that because I find it handy myself. Yeah, because I don't think we think about freezing vegetables, do we? No, and I freeze everything. Freeze chilies. I ch- if I'm chopping one chilli, I'll chop three. You know, and the rest in the freezer and you can put them straight into the wok from frozen I freeze my garlic I freeze my ginger and just in little small containers okay. and I freeze herbs so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm good at the freezer but then you see that leads to another thing you've got to keep remembering to rotate what's in the <laughs> freezer and take it out and use it the freezer shouldn't become some big black hole of unwanted foods yeah it's a box you know, freezer that's out in the garage you know it's stuff that's 10 years yeah. old yeah yeah, yeah, and you're just stuffing more stuff on top and then you're putting something on top of the lid of the freezer to keep it down. Yeah. And it closes. But you know, here's a tip. To give some tips to people. Um, one lovely idea is to do like an Irish tapas night on a Friday evening and you just go to the freezer and you might have, say in my case, a portion of spaghetti bolognese, a portion of chicken korma, I might have a portion of um, some kind of um, a stew and I just take out those individual portions, I defrost them, warm them back up and put them in the centre of the table and we all dig in. We've got little taste of different flavours from around the world. And that's it's really a great nice. idea. Yeah, that's a really lovely idea. You had a summer cookery demonstration during the week which is available on those um, County Council Facebook pages which are Carlo and Kilkenny and also on the stopfoodwaste.ie website. Um, you were barbecuing. Are you a burger lady or what else were you barbecuing that day? I did. I've done a lovely beef burger on, on the uh, cook-along and also you'll see a really nice skewers because there's always somebody who, who wants to eat light or a vegetarian in a family or a vegan and these skewers can be used for both. You can always put a bit of halloumi cheese on if you want to make it more substantial or you can put a bit of chicken in the middle for the non-vegetarian but it's served with a lovely uh, sauce on the side. Um, so I think that is a great way of using up. You know the way you'd have maybe half a pepper in the fridge and a red onion and so on and then maybe a courgette where you use two and you're left with one. So it's a great way of using up those vegetables. So that's another recipe. And then I was thinking as part of our Stop Food Waste campaign, rather than going out and always buying new ingredients, let's look and see what we have. So one of the recipes I have is a lovely rice salad. Now, it's no ordinary rice salad. This is a curried rice salad. I'm using rice from my store cupboard, Madras curry powder that loads of people have that want to use up. You know, all the spices sitting in the press. And I put a bit of turmeric in there as well. I'm using um, stock cubes, which everybody has, frozen peas, 
few scallions from the fridge, a bit of garlic from the fridge, way hey, beautiful salad. Oh, lovely. Really, really nice. Something about my childhood about a curry rice salad. I don't know why, but I do love something like that. I'll have a look at it on the website. Um, as we said, that's all available to view on the Carlo and Kilkenny County Council Facebook pages. You can also go to the stopfoodwaste.ie. The recipe downloads are there. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me. I know you have a busy day today. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy your day too. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Wexford is quickly rolling out a service that ensures that people with disabilities have their voices heard while calling businesses and services. It's the brainchild of Caroline Flanagan from Wexford's Able Disabled Club. And she's on the phone this morning with more details. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Orla. Thank you very much for inviting me on the show. You're very welcome. Um, this is a real light bulb moment because it's a simple idea, but a really effective idea. How did you come up with this? Well, it was really um, highlighted during the COVID. I didn't actually know there was a problem before as such. So what it was, I'm in a club, a voluntary club. Okay. And um, it's called West Labour Disabled. Okay. And you volunteer and, there. Uh, and any particular reason why you decided to volunteer for that? Yes, there is actually. Um, my, uh, I have uh, a cousin, and um, her name is Elaine Tennant, mm-hmm. and um, she's fifty, or she'll get go go mad now for me getting this wrong, but she's about fifty three okay. now. Well done, I used to live in uh, County Wicklow, uh-huh. and um, my uncle was bringing my. Um, bringing one of my uh, cousins up to stay for the weekend. And when he was up, he was telling me about this amazing club he himself and Elaine were involved in called Wexford Able Disabled. And this had gone back years ago. And um, I was at the time involved in the athletic club in Newtown and Kennedy. And I was saying, God, this is an amazing club. I've never heard of this type of club before. And I'd love to be involved in that. So when I moved down to Wexford, my uncle had passed away. Mm And I kept on saying, I'm going to join that club now. I'm going to join. So one night, it was Elaine's birthday, which is the 17th of July. And uh, I called to the house and it was a Monday night. And I had a present and all. I couldn't wait to see her because she gets so excited and everything when we see each other. So I came in and she didn't give me the nod. She was rushing around, getting ready, filling her bag, getting everything ready. And my auntie Angela turned around to me. And she said, I'm sorry, you're not going to have a look in today because all she can think of is it's club night. She's going to her club, Wexford Able Disabled tonight. And it's the only thing she thinks about all day. And so I just go, all right, okay. And I've seen the excitement. And when the, the, the knock came on the door for them to pick her up in the bus, and I said, oh, my God, I have to go and see what this is about. So Elaine uses so the I, services of the club, does she? See, yeah, Elaine's in the club. She's in it for years. So when I went in, it's just like a big family. Mm. That is the way, exactly the way I would describe it. I went in and um, they were delighted, of course. Uh, Elaine was delighted because I arrived in. And um, she said, I can't believe it. I can't believe you're here. And that was it. I just fell in love with it. I came home. I call it my um, Monday night facelift. (laughs) I swear, because you could have the most dreadful week, the most dreadful week, the most dreadful weekend, and you go there on Monday and it goes, it disappears. 
the laughter, the fun, the smiles. It's just wonderful. It really is. They're going actually um, 36 years this year. Okay. And um, 100% voluntarily run, pure, just getting out there, fundraising, fundraising. Okay. So you've kind of seen what it's like for people living with a disability because of your involvement with the club. Was it a very different experience for people living with disabilities during the pandemic? It was. It was terrible. It really was. Mm. Especially, well, what happened was that um, I'm um, activity coordinator in the club. So I went and um, we were doing challenges setting different challenges and doing little videos on the page and everything and and I was just going on and on because we of course we had to close the doors we have 120 members in our club and you could have 40 on a night and the following week you could have the 120 it's just the way it works Hmm. so it's it's just it's going to be difficult going back but we're 100% going back but anyway when I was doing the challenges um the main thing I was getting was uh, constant phone calls and messages from our uh, members that were living independently. And I was getting these terrible phone calls. They had no, their courses were finished, their their day services were finished, they weren't having visitors. So I put on the PPE gear and I said, I'll see how bad it is out there and see if I can help in any way. And I went out and started to visit them. And what I discovered time after time is the anxiety and stress when I'd go in that they have to ring somebody or they have to ring somebody. And they've made that call, maybe made it several times, and they still haven't got what they needed or got the answer they needed. This is where AD Caller comes in, and it is as simple as saying those two words, AD Caller. That's it, as simple. I went home that night and it kept on bothering me all the time. I kept on saying, there has to be some way around this. So um, I don't know if you've seen the show, I'm some heroes, I'm a carer for my mother and father. And um, I was in the choir. Um, it was David Brophy, it was an RTE, and it was the carer's choir. So that night, I I made great friends on the choir and um, I put up a post. And I said on the post, what if... Um, what would you think if there was a code out there that if a person with a disability rings a business or an organisation, etc., and says a code, like I had at the time thinking code 50 or something mm. like that, and immediately the person on the other end of the line recognises that they're speaking to somebody with a disability that needs a pr- extra priority with that call. And when I mean that, I mean with patience, understanding, as extra assistance and a time's guidance because they want to know what direction to go. Okay, so I put it up there. I just put it up out there and uh, my God, I had so many people come back with stories and it was horrendous some of the stories for carers, caring for people. That uh, What it is as well is that people with disabilities are much, much more educated than our previous generations of disabled adults. Mm. And what they want, when they go and they're doing these ability courses and everything, and they're getting, they want to live, a lot of them want to live independently. And unfortunately, some don't have the choice because a guardian or a parent 
dies or goes into a home, nursing home or something, and they haven't got that choice. So um, when I uh, put it up anyway, it was just amazing. So I said, well, there is really something in this. I really do have to follow this through. So what are you and looking I'm so for? Lucky. Just a little bit more right. priority when you say I'm an AD caller or... No. A this, ability of more kindness. What is it that you're looking for that caller to so receive from a service? This is what we're saying. This is what we're saying. We're saying when a caller says, they ring, and then when the caller says, I am an AD caller, mm. the business will identify them as a priority call, okay. needing extra patience, understanding, and if needed, assistance and guidance. Okay, great. So that's exactly what. And this saves the caller so much anxiety mm. and stress. Mm. It's a simple idea to assist people with a disability when making a phone call. And, and businesses in Wexford have really grasped this and oh, run with it. Oh, it's amazing. It has amazing. We've only actually gone out um, from, uh, there's 10 role models and these 10 role models are amazing. They're mm-hmm. the heart and the soul of it. And I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'll call them out real quick, just their name, mm-hmm. because they're listening to the show. Um, it's Claire, Emer, Lisa, Thomas, Noel, Jessica, Dermot, Sharon, and our um, new Ross role model is Shannon, okay. and our Gory role model is Craig. Lovely. So you've co- and, you covered the whole county by now. Well, we've really done Wexford Town. Gory and, and um, we yeah, we're we're heading to New Ross um over the weekend. Okay. And um, but we've already gone nationwide because we want this to go nationwide. Oh, so at the moment we have a hundred and forty businesses um already, and we've only started the beginning of May. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we've only done it so, and um, twenty eight of the McCabe's chemists, the minutes they heard and loved the idea and they rolled it out in all 28 of their stores nationwide um, DVH who are north and south of the border mm-hmm. they have 50 stores and they're going to roll it out nationwide and um, we also have um, County Wicklow County Council are on, on us as well um, County Wexford have fully adopted it and Councillor George Lawler's um, who I'd always go to if I can't deal with something I go to himself mm-hmm. and um, he um, has put it through 30 city and county councils around Ireland That's already amazing. we have something like four positives one city from county councils around Ireland and one from a city council Wow, it really so, sounds like something good came out of the pandemic for people who are yeah, part of the Yeah, this is it, and, yeah. and it's positive, and the whole campaign is positive. And when our guys hit the town, honest to God, we're like, uh, they're like celebrities now when they hit the town, and they have their AD Connor t-shirts, and we're out there on Facebook, and we have, oh, we call for photo shoots, and they're all over Facebook, and they're all over our leaflets and posters. So, um, it's amazing. It's really, really lovely, and as you say, it's such a positive to come from 
it. The, the one thing is, it, is, it isn't as such um, part of Wexford Able Disabled um, because Wexford Able Disabled is um, a sports and recreational, so mm-hmm. we have to be careful. Okay. So um, AD Caller campaign is by itself as such, okay. but there is so many of us involved in Brilliant. the club as well. So how can people get more so, details on AD Caller than Caroline? Well, AD Caller, um, you can go onto our Facebook Able Disabled Caller. Able Disabled Caller. Able Disabled Caller campaign. Um, What we do is, anyway, when um, somebody contacts us, I ring them, I contact them back, I give them more information, I may send them emails, I send them leaflets. If they agree, then, um, well, I see, we were always lucky because we were around Wexford Town um, and um, now, as I say, New Ross and Gorey, so Mm. we'll do the whole of the county. And we will do Waterford um, and Wicklow. And we go out and we do photo shoots of the business and we put it up that they now are recognising AD Caller as an identification for uh, disabled adults. Campaign. Okay, so if you Google that, you'll be able to find out what Caroline and the rest of the gang are doing with Able Disabled to help people living with a disability just get a bit more priority when you call certain businesses and services. Caroline, give yourself a good clap on the back for all of this you had well, a real light bulb we... moment didn't you yeah honest to god it was a light bulb moment <laughs> right but Arla we can't we need help like yours okay. to get the word out there because we have no budget so it's literally knocking on doors sending emails um, our me of course our social media accounts and the radio is just a brilliant way of getting word out there. So I really appreciate you having us on the show today. No problem whatsoever. And look, that social media account again on Facebook is Abled Disabled Caller. If you want to get more details on what Abled Disabled Caller does, or if you're a business and you'd like to get involved, that's where all the contact details are as well. Caroline, well done. Can I you. just add one thing? Yeah, of course. There's no cost whatsoever to the AD Caller or to the business. That's brilliant. really a big thing to say out there as well. Great. Well, listen, enjoy your club and enjoy the rest of preparing for AD Caller and well done you and everyone involved in the scheme. Thank you so much, Orla. Thank you. The Sunday Grill with Carney & Co. Property Sales and Letting. If you're thinking of selling or letting anywhere in Wexford this year, put it on show with Carney & Co.